Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. This is Friday, and Chris Rosini is our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. You know, we uh, frequently, uh, most of the time, we talk with Fed a little bit on Fridays because we consider it a very important instrument of destruction of our economy <laughs> and our liberties. And this was an exciting week in many ways to talk about the Federal Reserve and uh, their failures, as well as uh, what is the proper role for gold and what kind of role is gold playing right now. And uh, there were some uh, things happening this week that emphasize the importance of it, not so much that they emphasize the importance of the good values of gold and gold standard and uh, it was meant by the founders that we only use gold and silver as legal tender, and we haven't done a very good job. But we did especially poorly when we would go off the gold standard. There was there's always mischief before they're forced to go off the gold standard, and always mischief when they use the gold standard to manipulate the markets or service uh, as you know special interests like the military-industrial complex. And then there is a direct uh, uh, correlation uh, and activity and uh, cooperation between uh, the central bank of creating money and war itself. And we want to concentrate on this because we saw an example of that, uh, you know, with the uh, approaching storm or the storm that is ongoing right now uh, in Ukraine. Under ordinary circumstances, if we had decency in government and we didn't have fiat money and there weren't these political organizations like NATO, United Nations stirring up trouble and sound money, we wouldn't have had any news about gold and war this week. But because we are now seeing the consequence of those bad policies, it became very significant and there was a bit of an explosion on this. Uh, gold is back at its all-time high right now, and uh, stocks are down. And then there was uh, both the economic reasons for that, and there's also a war reason. The threat of war or a war going on uh, always uh, is uh, looked at by by gold. And right now, of course, gold has been in, in I am I consider in a bull market now. Uh, since uh, 2016, and it's it's going to go no matter what, which means there's a bubble out there. It's not so much that gold's in a, a bull market as much as mm-hmm. you know the purchasing power of uh, of gold uh, is in a bear market, and it, the so-called price is going up. So that 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 was exciting. I think that uh, you know the transitory. Uh, we've given them enough time, <laughs> Chris. Why don't we just tell them transitory is over? <laughs> You can't that would quit. be great, Dr. Paul. <laughs> it's quit. We're going to cancel transitory. But they still talk about it. I read something this morning of a, uh, of a, uh, a writer about it. He says, nope, he's always been a believer that it's transitory, and this is just a reflection of what went on with uh, COVID. And now that COVID is getting over, this is all going to go away. I don't agree with that. So I do want to spend some time with this, and I know you have a Good understanding about gold and silver. So what do you have for us this morning, Chris? Well, yeah, Dr. Paul, as you well know, governments hate gold, uh, primarily because they can't counterfeit it. You know, you can dig gold out of the ground, uh, and it's, but it's very hard, very costly. So you can have inflation even with gold. 
but it's like I said, it's very hard to dig gold out of the ground, find it, dig it up, uh, and it's very costly. They also hate it uh, because it's physical. You know, if somebody asks you, you know, where's your money, you can show them the here. This is my money. I have it in my possession. Uh, governments don't like that. They like counterfeiting digits, which is what we have today uh, th th with the dollars. Now, why would they want to counterfeit money? Well, why would anybody want to counterfeit money? Uh, what about you, dear viewer? If you had the ability to create money out of nothing and then go out into the marketplace and buy whatever you want, what are all the things you could probably think forever of all the cars and the houses? And you wouldn't even have to work. You could just create the money out of thin air. Now, obviously, for you and for everyone else besides the Fed, this is legal, illegal, and rightfully so. But the Fed can do it, and uh, you know the government relies on it. So the reason why government likes this is because government people in government aren't interested in getting more money. I mean, they're already rich as it is. They have the houses, they have the cars. They want to counterfeit to increase power. That's what's behind. That's their motivation to fund wars for welfare dependency. When they have people in debt and dependent, they have power over you. That's why they want to counterfeit. And they can't do that uh, with gold. They can't counterfeit it. They'd have to go dig it up. So power is restrained with gold, and they don't want power to be restrained. They want unlimited power. And that's why now when they go create $6 trillion, $7 trillion, they go do whatever they want, and it doesn't matter what we think or say about it. So their power is unrestrained exactly as they want it. And unrestrained power, for anybody that has an even inkling of knowledge of history, knows that it leads to total destruction of the money, of the economy, of the culture, of everything, which is why no one, not people, not the Fed, not the government, should ever be allowed to counterfeit money. Very good. And there's two time elements to this. Sometimes they... Uh undermine the gold standard just to have their welfare warfare state and prepare for this. And other times a war breaks out and then one of the first thing they do is suspend the gold standard. But uh, I was born in 1935, so a year before my birth. I don't remember this, of course. <laughs> but uh, in 1934 was the time when uh, Roosevelt had just taken office and he closed all the banks down and uh, suspended the use of gold. But, may, but by 1934, he, he made it illegal to own gold. So what, did, what was he? Was it because there was a runaway inflation at the time? No, they were in a depression and prices were down, so there was no price inflation going on. It was there. Now people can look back. They say, well, it's there. Uh, it was, uh, Roosevelt did this in order to open the floodgates of money because he went, uh, which was a big devaluation. He took gold from 20 to $35 an ounce and the people weren't allowed to own it. It was totally controlled. It was made into a real monopoly. And that of course lasted a long time, but he was preparing for it. And it turns out that his, his uh, campaign speeches were all uh, demagoguing and probably lies because he was going to keep us out of the war, and he uh, believed in the gold standard. He promoted the balanced budget, blamed the Republicans uh, for all that. And uh, obviously, he didn't believe a thing, because his appointees and his policies followed that uh, there was a purpose in suspending the gold standard, and that was for the government to legally print as much money as it wanted to. And that's, that's what they've been doing uh, ever since. 
So that that uh, agreement there of the uh, dollar being defined uh, at thirty-five dollars an ounce, you know, uh, lasted into 1945. Uh, it was agreed by you know the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, to to back and up uh, the dollar at that 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 ounce. But that only lasted. It finally ended. Uh, you know, in 1971, with the breakdown of Bretton Woods, and uh, in all these events, uh, whether it's a, um, a bubble bursting or war breaking out or whatever, you can, uh, if you didn't know exactly what was happening, but you only looked at what was happening with the gold market, then you would uh, know that something is going on. So uh, e- even if nobody's paid any attention to any of these details of Ukraine or the money supply figures, or what the debt is doing, uh, if it had just been watching gold, uh, you know, in the last uh, s- several months, I mean, go- gold has been going up since 2016. It was $1,000 then. And I think it's in the early stages of a big, big bull market. And uh, the first one I witnessed is when they suspended the gold stand, uh, s- suspended, you know, Bretton Woods, and gold was $35 an ounce. And in 10 years, it went up to $800 an ounce, but then it had to go back down, and then the next go around, it was started at 270 and uh, for about 10 years, they were printing away, and gold went up to $1,800. So it goes bits and spurts, and they can be correlated. I think a good analyst who only looks at gold and nothing else to, could tell that tr- trouble's brewing. And I would say this past week, if people only had the gold standard to go by in spite of the fact that the gold was rigged, you know, the government does everything in the world to control it, and yet uh, the markets eventually win, win out. And that's why Bretton Woods broke down, because we pretended that the dollar was as good as gold forever, and even though we were rich and had most of the gold and we had all the military, the market said, you can't get away with it. And that's why all of a sudden it popped up and they said, we have to do something. And that's when Nixon closed the gold window and ushered in this new age. But there's still too much flexibility uh, with the uh, Federal Reserve and the uh, proponents of war uh, than we should tolerate. Chris, I believe you mentioned this, that, you know, uh, if we fall to gold standard, it'd be very difficult, if possible, for people to go carelessly into war. And that's why the founders say you have to declare war and make these plans Mm -hmm. because you just can't counterfeit the money. It'll lead to trouble. And, Chris, I believe that's where we are today. We're in trouble. That's right. And government wars, Dr. Paul, have produced the largest death tolls in all of human history. Uh, no other group or gang or organization or institution even comes close to the damage done by government wars. Now, wars bring out the worst aspect in human nature. All the bad stuff comes out uh, to the forefront. And, uh, and that's why if government has this destructive ability, and we know from experience now that it does, it must have financial restraints. Because if they have the ability to counterfeit, they will do so to the extreme, especially in times of war. Now, there's always been wars, but when did the world wars that start encompassing everyone start? Was it before or after the Fed? Well, the Fed was uh, created in 1913, and wouldn't you know, World War I begins in 1914. Is it a coincidence? And, you know, the United States could not have entered and would not have entered World War I, that monumental disaster of a decision, 
of getting into World War I if there was no Fed. They, they wouldn't have been able to do it. But once you have that, uh, that money-creating ability, they start printing to, for munitions, for propaganda, for buying this person, buying that congressman, buying this media. It, it goes on and beyond uh, a rational ending. And that's why And uh, when the munitions makers start making more money than they've ever dreamed of, they don't want the wars to stop. You know, why? who wants their money uh, uh, engine to stop? So the wars drag on and on. So if for no other reason than to curb government's most destructive impulses, you must have sound money so that they can wage at least limited wars rather than these all-encompassing orgies of destruction. Yeah, central banking is a result of uh, political shenanigans and the people who have control and organize this was done on purpose to benefit a special class. And that special class is the, uh, uh, the, the military industrial complex and all the people, the banking system and all, they're the ones who benefit by this. And uh, so the appointments are rather important. Uh, what, did, what did Roosevelt want to do in, in 1933? He wanted to stack the Supreme Court, you know, send a bunch of new members in there so they, they make every, anything he wanted to do, they would always say it was constitutional. Well, that didn't go as smoothly as, as he thought. And uh, then um, right now, there's three, three new members being uh, discussed to go into the Supreme Court. And there's interesting discussion there, and there's some resistance to it. But uh, this is where the action comes, because the lobbyists for and the people who will make final decisions uh, will be the, the, uh, the, the deep state. They, they have the, the control of this, and uh, nobody gets in to be especially chairman or on the on the uh, the uh, the Federal Reserve Board without uh, an approval by by the deep state, so they're they're in the process of doing this, and uh, so they they have to be pretty darn accommodating for uh, fomenting the wars and uh, spending the money on the uh, military industrial state, even out of war. But when the war comes, or if it comes, you have to be willing to print the money at will. And, and that's, that is where the real problem goes, because that's one of the first things that we have done and other countries have done when a war breaks out. They suspend the gold standard because they have to print the money. And uh, that, is, that is the, uh, the sort of the tradition, which is a bad tradition. And uh, it, uh, it, it really it just encourages things to continue. But uh, the one other thing they're doing now, they get people that will endorse the military-industrial complex and other banking regulations uh, and, and put them on the board. But right now, there's a lot of scrutiny to make sure that they're environmentally sound. And they want people on the courts that support, uh, you know, the global warming uh, positions and, and, uh, and, and uh, climate control. And, and that money is passed out accordingly. So the Federal Reserve works hand in the glove with so much industry. And quite frankly, I believe that's one of the reasons they could put pressure on all these companies to do things that made no sense whatsoever with COVID lockdown, because they did things that didn't make any sense. Some of them believed that they were woke and they, and they went along with that nonsense. But there were others that their livelihood you know, went along with it. That if they didn't get their money and their contracts and continuous support and low interest rates, uh, their business may collapse. 
So, right, that is a, a, an issue in appointing new members of the Federal Reserve Board. It's ongoing at this moment. Chris? Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish up uh, by saying, um, you know, when people have this unnatural power to create money out of thin air, it messes with their minds. They start uh, thinking they can do things that they cannot do. And at least with modern governments, at least since uh, fiat money, you know, you see them trying to create one utopia after another, and they always fail. Uh, and the thing is, gold will not and cannot create any type of utopia either. Gold, like we said, there can be inflation with gold. It would be minimal. But it also would not put an end to war. And in this world of ours, war is not something that you can get rid of any more than you can get rid of hate or anger or any, anything like that. But war can be minimized, and that's where gold can come in. It can minimize the size and the scope of war and the passions of the politicians that are, you know, so-called fighting the war, uh, whereas fiat money maximizes it. You know, central banks can just print and print and print and keep the wars expanding and going, and eventually you reach the delusional point that our government reached long ago where they decided, you know what, we'll just try to take control of the whole world. And the wars have become endless. We hear endless wars now in, in the 2020s. Uh, you know, that's, how, that's what fiat money has done to them, that they think that they're going to control the world. And we see it in our news. It just bounces from one country to another, from Iraq to Syria to Russia to Venezuela. You just go around the globe, and the United States has something to say about everything everywhere. And, you know, this, they wouldn't have this ability if they didn't have the ability to create money out of thin air. So we can clearly see this idea will not and is not succeeding. The decay and the rot is setting in, and the idea is running on fumes. Uh, eventually, the fumes themselves are going to run out, and it'll be finally time to go back to that great idea of sound money. Very, very good. You know, one thing that happens uh, in the midst of a crisis like this, and and they won't admit where the real problem is, and that is debt and uh, monetizing the debt and causing the destruction of the value of the dollar. Uh, they, they, they can't give in to that because it would mean cutting spending. And uh, the big guys don't want to cut of spending. And the little people have been conditioned to believe, well, you can't live without, you know, checks coming from the government. So it's, gonna, it's not going to happen that way. Unfortunately, we're going to have a wipeout. And, uh, you, you know, to, to the point where a lot of suffering occurs and then somebody, in order to, to salvage the nation, people will have to uh, put people in charge that would develop a new monetary system more like what the founder envisaged. And this, this uh, uh, w will come because there's always the other options. And some of the things that they generally do, one thing they do is they put more controls on the people, just like they do with COVID when that fails. Control the people, control the people. Don't look at the real problem. So there will always be, under these conditions, uh, an undermining of personal liberties, uh, you know, the controls. And one thing that they inevitably use, and they've been using this since Roman times, is wage and price controls. They will not admit it's the government's fault for counterfeiting the money. Uh, it would look bad and it would take them out of power, you know. So they, they just go along with it. But they are uh, quite willing to try more force on the people, wage and price control. That's the force in comparison to what was going on with COVID, more force. And we won't admit, uh, you know, anything about natural immunity. That doesn't help the drug companies. 
So they use force to make people obey. And of course, that fails too. And, and now we're still hoping that we can wake up enough people to say that whole lockdown business is, has been a farce. And uh, yet the wage and price controls, there's wage controls and price controls in certain areas. But I wouldn't be surprised if they come along with massive wage and price controls. And economic crimes in an authoritarian society is very, very uh, enthusiastically punished. Just think of those punishments that are uh, being passed out in Canada now for just saying, you know, I want to I, I want to express myself. I want some freedom of speech. And uh, if you do that and get punished, those civil liberties are at hand. And and then the demonstrators, the people, whether it's in Canada or America or any place else, especially if it's economic crimes. When it, the Soviet Union was really locked into a Soviet system and you planted some uh, crops on your own property, it was a vicious, vicious crime. And people lost their lives over that. They couldn't challenge it if everybody discovered that uh, it's, a, it's a fake and unnecessary and, and the government makes things worse. But that's the, that's the reason we should expect this. And we can't, we don't have much things uh, much ways to combat it. You know, if it's authoritarian, they're using guns. If the guns are being used to round up the people who are demonstrating and are putting them in prisons and false charges and all this thing, there's not much they can do. The only way I see uh, that, that we can really, uh, you know, counteract this is through uh, competition and ideas, getting the ideas up. There's enough internet left enough energy left for people to get together yes it's risky when you practice it most of the things we do now if they tell you you can't say that you're practicing civil disobedience you're not practicing defending the constitution and you can and will get punished for this in an authoritarian society but i think that's the only thing we can do and i think we had evidence that uh that the market was powerful and finally, uh, you know, had, had the fixing of the price of gold at $35 an ounce, uh, it, it, it didn't last. It finally, finally broke down. So uh, I, I think that uh, one of the best things that happened around on the gold standard has been that uh, in, 1970, uh, in 1974, uh, after Bretton Woods had broken down, they, they finally came around to re-legalizing gold. Can you believe it that from 1934 up to 1974, Americans weren't even allowed to own gold. And they call ourselves the epitome of the free world. And uh, control economics and you control a man's life. You control everything. And, and that is the goal. And that's how they get punished in, in, in the Soviet system. If you did anything wrong or didn't, didn't pay the right price, as they told you, uh, that, that was a punishment. They didn't have to come and around you up and put you in prison, which they would. What they did was they just uh, took away your job, uh, and, then, and then they also uh, took away your housing allowance, and they also limited you what you can do, and they would ostracize you. It, and it was, uh, it was the threat of losing an economic uh, uh, ability to live that uh, forced people to toe the line. And just think how many people... Finally, someday they'll tell us how many people in this COVID lockdown towed the line because they just, you know, thought, well, you know, if I lose my job and I got to feed my kids, uh, you can't, you can't just say, oh, you should have stood up to them. Uh, you know, that, that that's easily said. 
But it, it is a shame. I think the confrontation has to be resistance, peaceful resistance, and get enough people. But you have, a, have to have a lot of people spreading the message of liberty. Because if they don't have a concept of what liberty means, they don't know what they're really defending. But I think we're making progress there. I think uh, uh, there's a much better understanding of Austrian economics and personal liberty than there was when I went to Congress a long time ago. So it's there. The founders had a good grasp of it, and we lost it, especially in the last hundred years. And that, of course, was with the progressive revolution of the early part of the last century. But that's, that is passing now. It's being found not to be workable. And fortunately for us, it's going to be unwound. But we have to do our best to present the cause of liberty and get more and more people to understand exactly what that means. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.